Welcome to the Behind the Goals podcast, the podcast about fans, for fans and by fans. Please welcome your hosts, Andrew Jenkin and Alan Russell. In episode 35 of Behind the Goals, Andrew and I went on a road trip to Tannadice Park, Dundee to meet the Arab Trust before watching their game against Partick Thistle. Before the match, we learnt about some of the Arab Trust's achievements over the years, investing over £300,000 in the club and supporting youth development and community trust initiatives. We then paid a visit to the Tangerine Trading Post in the George Fox stand to see one of their main sources of fundraising in action, spoke to Arab Trust Chair Susan Batten, and then met with Kane Michelle of United Ladies of Tanadice, who are launching their campaign to provide free sanitary products for women visiting Tanadice. We then took in the game, which finished 3-1 to Dundee United. The home side scored an early goal in a lively opening spell before the match deteriorated into a somewhat disjointed affair. It wasn't until midway through the second half that the game began, came to life again, with defender Paul Watson smashing his second-headed goal of the afternoon and then Fraser Aird providing a moment of genuine quality to lay his team's third goal on a plate for Craig Curran to tap in. In the closing minutes, Chris Erskine grabbed a consolation goal, putting a smile on Andrew's face as he had money on both teams to score. Uh, at the same time, I was hearing reports from Airdrie that uh, Wraith had turned around a 3-1 deficit to win 4-3 with 10 men, so it was a good, good afternoon all round. Let's hear first from Susan Batten about the work that the Arab Trust have been doing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Susan. Um, I thought you could tell us maybe a little bit about the history of Arab Trust. Yeah, sure. So Arab Trust um, was established in 2003 um, as a supporters uh, society. And it was basically um, so that it was set up so that the the fans can have a a voice um, because the previous chairman, Eddie Thompson, was very keen to have um, the fans' involvement. And by having the trust, it was set up to help the club um, and, and obviously, you know, have a dialogue with the fans. Um, from there on in, you know, we've raised um, a substantial amount of money for the club. Um, and in return, we, um, we got shares for that. Um, we funded the GA Arena, which is uh, across from Tanadice, which is now used for... Um, you know, junior football, the women's football team play there. Um, so a lot of the funding went into that. Um, and from there on in, we've, we've raised lots of money for community uh, initiatives, um, as well as the youth development. And, and that's where we find ourselves now, is predominantly um, raising funds for the future of Dundee United. Um, and you know we've we had our charity which used to be um, United for All. Um, we we set that up, um, which was great because that was giving an arm more into the community side of things. Um, and now the club have got that, and that's now uh, Dundee United Community mm. Trust, which has actually gone from strength to strength. We have um, a full board um, and Arab Trust are represented on that that board as well. Um, And, you know, we've progressed, um, you know, with that within the last 12 months um, and it's continuing to grow. Mm. Um, We have also recently set up the Youth Development Board um, and the purpose of that is is to, to feed funds into that board. The funds don't go directly into the club, so it's held in a designated bank account and we work closely with the youth development um, staff so that they can come knocking on the door and asking for funding for certain things. So the funds that you raise, that comes through member subscriptions, but also we're, we're recording this in the, in the trading post, is that the name for it? 
the the the, the shop within the, the yes, stand here. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so we have um, a number of members that that pay an annual subscription, but on top of that, we do lots of fundraising events to to obviously generate uh, more income. One of the the highest um, generating income for us is we have the two trading posts within Tanadice. Um, in which we sell our own merchandise um, and, and that's great we do our own personal badges and the kids mm. love it and you know we do our own scarves and yeah, t-shirts and stuff so it's an so, amazing range of products in this uh, a, a relatively small space but you know you know so many different t-shirts scarves uh, programs posters uh, it's fantastic everything bright orange of course absolutely <laughs> absolutely and and we change our range uh, obviously to the time of year where we do santa hats and uh, etc um, and we're now looking at uh, looking at other ranges to to go into um, obviously since I've come on board I clearly want to um, focus on uh, more stuff for women and and kids as well so so we're going to be launching quite an, a lot of new products in uh, in the near future so um, so yeah we have two of these shops um, all selling the same stuff and you know as I say it generates a, a large part of our income mm-hmm. So you own three percent of the shareholding, which is the largest outside of the the, the board, isn't it? Yes. In terms of the ownership yeah, so of the club, we're actually the third largest shareholder in Dundee United. Yeah. And outside of ownership, what are the? Obviously, you've spoken about a huge amount of things you've already done. You've got representation on the charitable board, which you helped establish. Your sort of part in helping fund the youth team is incredibly. Um, progressive i think for a supporters trust so what other things do you want to do in the future you mentioned about women and girls though yeah so so women i mean one of the things that uh, arab trust have always said and 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 i will continue to to carry that through is that you know we'd like to work with other supporter groups we've always said we're we're open to doing that if if we have a common ground um and i'm obviously um finding a common ground with united ladies of tanadise um and as today we've we've launched our first initiative uh, of the free sanitary products in in Tanadise, which I think is is a fantastic step forward, not only for Dundee United, but also for supporter groups and and women in football as well, uh, as well as it being such a great campaign. Mm. Um, So so my my view is working together. We're all Dundee United fans. We've all got the same aim. Um, And what we can do to to help raise funds for the future of the club is is what we're uh, all about. Um, and if that's getting together to do race nights and things like that, we've just recently uh, involved in a in a committee steering group to uh, do a Jim McLean tribute. Again, our trust uh, are on that, but we've now managed to, to the steering group actually consists of all fan groups that that um, participate in the um, student uh, sorry the supporters liaison group. Um, and again, I think that's a massive positive step of, of fan groups working together. Yeah. Um, and the more we can do for that, I think the more um, beneficial it will be to the club mm-hmm. and the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, in all due respect, I suppose Dundee United have had a bit of an awkward time in the last couple of years. Um, what's the kind of long-term aspiration for the trust and the kind of long-term... Uh, what do you see the, the club going on to do in the future? Well, I mean, short term for me is obviously to get out of the championship uh, and long term is to get there and stay there. Um, and, and for me and the trust and probably all the fans is, is to get back where we were and, you know, competing at much higher level football. Um, so I think that that's probably the aspiration of, of the club. 
In terms of the trust, we, we want to take the journey with Dundee United to enable them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the future of, of the players of Dundee United, which are, by us investing heavily into youth development, is bringing the future um, playing of Dundee United. Um, and we've already proved that that's working very well. The, the Dundee United Unders 17s or 16s um, had won uh, the local tournament uh, that they participated in down at Ockham and they beat Chelsea and beat Stoke yeah. in the final. Um, so I think our investment is paying huge. That's, you know. that's something that's really in the DNA of the club. When you're thinking back to the 1980s, the number of... Number of uh, established international players that started their career at Dundee United Absolutely. Uh, and then kind of drifted away from that a little bit in I guess the, the 90s and the, the, yeah. the, the and after the turn of the millennium but uh, maybe getting back to, closer towards that I, th- I think so I mean obviously we've got uh, a new chairman who's uh, who's very keen obviously to get back to, to the United way and that includes part of that. Um, and yes, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's all about generating homegrown talent. Um, and, you know, and that's what generates money for the club as well, you know, later on. So I think that's, that's definitely the way forward. Um, well, thank you so much for giving up your time. It was really lovely to see all the work you're doing here at the yeah. club and thanks for having us today. Yeah, I'm going to get some photos of this little trading post here because this is, I think, something a lot of clubs could learn from and, and offer such a great range of stuff. Uh, it's, it's a really quite uplifting place to be with all this bright <laughs> orange. <laughs> well, thank you very much for, uh, for having me. Yeah. Like many supporters' trusts, the Arab Trust's work goes far beyond simply investing in shares in their club. I was impressed by the vision they have and the the huge amount of activity that supports it to improve the club's community impact. Their focus on the matchday experience was also impressive. I absolutely loved seeing their training posts and there was a real buzz about the place leading up to the match. Of course, the matchday experience isn't just about noise, colour and the sound of cash registers ringing. It's about creating an inclusive atmosphere where every supporter feels at home. The campaign being launched by the United Ladies of Tanadise that Susan mentioned is part of that. As well as tackling period poverty, they also simply want to make Tanadice on a Saturday afternoon a place where women and girls feel welcome. Young female supporters in particular often come to the football with their dads, uncles, brothers, granddads, and making sanitary products freely available in the ladies' toilets means that they don't need to have what can sometimes be awkward conversations in what is still a male-dominated environment. So we'd love to ask you about the a new initiative that you've got on at the game today. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about it. Um, it's part of the period poverty campaign to provide free sanitary products um, for girls and ladies who can't afford it, but also because we believe that products like that should be available the same way toilet paper and soap is available in, in public toilets. Um, in football stadiums, it's not very well known and well recognised as a campaign that that's associated with football so we were quite keen to get Dundee United at the forefront of this project and to to get them on the map as one of the first clubs in Scotland to be providing products like this. Um, we've been in touch with the girls from Celtic, the on the ball girls that got a successful campaign up and running there so they've been very helpful in giving us advice and tips. So the United Ladies, the ULT fans group um, got together and had a chat about how we could implement such a thing in, in our club and it kind of went from there mm-hmm. So what, what, what does that look like? What kind of um, products will be available to, to ladies and girls today? 
Well, there'll be panty liners, sundry pads, and obviously tampons as well. And they're in a discreet little box in all the ladies' toilets. And there's obviously a poster there that explains why we've done that. And if you need it, please help yourselves. You know, it's so important. You know, there's so many young girls that are coming to the games now. And they come with maybe their fathers, their grandfathers, brothers. And if the period starts, they don't want to turn to their dad and say, Dad, I need £2 for the machine to go and get a sanitary product. So it's really important to make these girls feel comfortable at the games and feel that there are these products there if and when they need them. And this is the first day that this has been launched at, at Tannadice? It is. Yeah, yes, great. very first day. We only kind of went with it two weeks ago in a discussion with Arab Trust. And so within the two weeks, we've actually done it. So we're very proud of ourselves. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get any new initiative up and running that quickly, so well done. Yeah, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have any uh, future plans for what you want to do with the campaign or to develop it in any way? Just to keep it, um, keep it going and make sure it's sustainable. Um, Arab Trust very kindly supported us in this and between the two groups we're hoping to fund it and look for donations from out with yeah. the club as well to keep the project going and make sure that we can keep providing products for years to come hopefully. Yeah. We'd also like to say that Dunty United Football Club have been very very supportive in obviously allowing us to do this. You know, It has had to be, be passed at board level and they were on board from the day we actually talked about it. So you know, big thank you to the club as well. Yeah. So those were the highlights of our packed Saturday afternoon. We'd like to thank the Arab Trust for their hospitality and wish the United Ladies of Tannadice the very best of luck with their ongoing campaign. Andrew and I thoroughly enjoyed our visit to Dundee United and we'll be taking the podcast on the road again throughout the season. We'd love to also use these trips as an opportunity to speak to you about how Supporters Direct Scotland can help you work towards your objectives as we did with Arab Trust this weekend. There's also a great opportunity to do this coming up in the next couple of weeks. Our annual Supporters Summit is taking place on Saturday 8th of September at Fir Park Motherwell starting at 10am. Unfortunately what looked initially like a rare Saturday with no football matches scheduled turned out not to be the case. We overlooked the Ironbrew Cup schedule when setting the date for this, so apologies to those of you whose team is playing that afternoon. But there will be people coming along for the morning session before heading off to see their match. There'll be lots on offer just in the first few hours if you want to do the same. Tickets are available via Eventbrite. You can find the link to this on our website. We'll also put that in the show description that shows up in your podcast feed. For those of you who haven't been, been to one of our summits before, here's a taste of some of the sessions in last year's event. We look forward to seeing you at Far Park in a couple of weeks' time. Everyone's here today to hear the annual Supporters Direct Supporters Summit. It's our kind of flagship event where we invite supporters and, and, and representatives from all the various work we're undertaking in Scottish football and Scottish sport. We're kind of giving people the ammunition, the inspiration to go out and, and kind of replicate some of the success stories we've heard today from the likes of Foundation of Hearts um, and Portsmouth Supporters Trust. But then all the workshops are there to give them the kind of the hard skills, so you get the, the soft inspiration in the morning and the hard skills in the afternoon through the workshops, whether that's about fan representation training or support today as an officers or how to raise capital for your supporters trust. If you're going to call it a club, then it's something that people belong to, not something that's owned. So if we can't have full supporter ownership of clubs, we have to have at least supporters involved and supporters direct obviously that's what its whole mission is is to help supporters be involved in the running ownership of clubs or at least to have a very very good progressive voice in clubs and they've done fantastic work over the years it's really really important that 
both the organisation of Sporters Direct and the work they do can continue and go from strength to strength. The game is starting to wake up to um, how it needs to evolve and how it needs to keep supporters interested and how important supporters are. So we're starting to get recognised as stakeholders. Whether there's an opportunity for community ownership or not, having a trust, having a democratic and a properly structured organisation that can hold structured communications and dialogue with the clubs and with the governing bodies is hugely important. I think that's just going to grow and we'll see trust play more and more, uh, play more and more of a part in, in Scottish football. It's really interesting to, to be at the conference to hear uh, the stories and the viewpoints coming from different angles, from journalism, from within the sport and, and elsewhere. What I've enjoyed the most is listening to the Hearts boys talk about the, uh, the Hearts Foundation and, and, and their story, which I thought was inspiring. We've just come out of the session about liaison officer, which was very informative and I really enjoyed it. I confirmed everything that I knew about the support of liaison officers and also hopefully it's encouraging other clubs to, to go ahead and do it. And I think they said they had nine, well we've got 42 clubs, so there's a bit to go. And so hopefully the people go away and, uh, you know, try and encourage their clubs to put an SL in place. It's a very uh, worthwhile initiative. I applaud Supporters Direct Scotland for putting this event on today. Uh, it's been a good attendance, some really uh, interesting speakers, a lot of opportunity for fans to engage, um, and I would encourage as many as possible to, to join the bandwagon and to, to sign up with Supporters Direct Scotland. Behind the Goals is a Supporters Direct Scotland podcast. You can get in touch with the show by emailing behindthegoals at hotmail.com or you can also tweet the show at SupDirectScott. That's S-U-P-P Direct Scott.